Welcome to episode 94 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week we play the third interlude in our Kentucky Route Zero saga, Here and There Along the Echo. You can follow all things Left Behind Game Club on our website at leftbehindgame.club, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. If you're checking this episode out without having listened to our other five episodes in our Kentucky Route Zero saga, you may want to stop this episode, grab the first episode of it, and then come back later. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm here to talk about an interesting interlude. And here to talk about an interesting interlude with us, his sixth time on the pod, uh, Adam Ionetta. Adam, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Great to be back. Of course. Today we are talking about Interlude 3 in Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, the interlude is called Here and There Along the Echo. Uh, if you're just picking this up now, we have five other episodes of Kentucky Route Zero stuff that you probably want to check out first. Uh, but this episode will be here waiting for you, ready once you've gone through all of that great content. Gentlemen, uh, this uh, interlude's about a telephone. Right, and you remember those old school telephones that we had back in, back in our day. Bring bringing us back to the to the what nineties, nineties, right? That's when we had those phones. Eighties and nineties, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the the game opens with a pink telephone, and it's got the the touch tone dialer on it, and you pick it up from the cradle, and one of the uh, kind of I thought it's kind of stupid, but kind of fun, and I loved it. You get to control where where with the left stick the uh, receiver goes, and the audio you hear changes based on how far it is from uh, from your, your player's screen, I guess, from the viewfinder that you're looking through. I love binaural audio, and hearing the, the dial tone or the phone in one ear versus the other, just mwah, chef's kiss, stereo sound, let's go. Adam? So really interesting thing you had mentioned, Michael. Uh, originally, you had talked about it being a pink telephone. Um, but for my gameplay, it was actually like an off tan Get out of here, kind really? of phone. And it, yeah, and apparently looking it up, um, there's actually one of five different telephones that your game can, no can play way. with b- yep. based on, based on um, how you progress up until this point in the game which is which is really really Whoa. awesome and uh so there's all kinds of different conditions and uh, if you if you go to the fan wiki they have the five different conditions and the types of telephones you can use um and they they vary from the pink telephone um there's actually a very old fashioned kind of like antique black telephone as well crazy and uh so, some of the conditions are really funny because some of them are like, oh, if you named your dog Homer, then you're going to end up with this kind of phone. Or if you named your dog Blue, then you're going to end up with this kind of phone. But I think with the phone I ended up with, it was, uh, so if a player has seen most or all of the overworld sites and has talked to all of the distillery skeletons from the uh, uh, from Act 3, um, then the modern style tan phone will be present. So that was... That was the phone Amazing. I ended up with. So I guess my 
Yeah. That is amazing. So uh, I'm going to be honest, guys. I thought I think uh, I walked into this thinking this is going to be a quick episode. There's not going to be a lot to talk about. And I'm a little disappointed in it. But we are very quickly <laughs> getting back into the territory of me being excited and very interested in, in how this uh, episode progressed. Because I thought the entire interlude was a simple telephone where you were just listening to touch tones. And that was absolutely it. But now that I know. There are different types of telephones. I'm wondering if there's different types of messaging as well. Don't hang up just yet. There's still plenty to more. <laughs> I was going to say, Michael, do you know a lot about uh, number stations? I don't. Tell me, what are number stations? So number stations are, and again, I'm, I'm not a pro on this, but number stations are like these broadcasts where there's like either a long string of numbers that are broadcast or... Or, like, there's clicking and then, like, numbers kind of sprinkled through. I think there's, like, a very famous number station broadcast from either the Ukraine or Russia that, like, has been broadcasting for many, many years. And people are like, what's this thing? And, and nobody has really figured it out. Right. Um, what you can find with this interlude is that in addition to there being specific extensions that you can call into to kind of get some special messaging, there's also Morse code and a number station that you can discover on this bad the boy. The plot thickens. So that I didn't. I, I think we should probably just level set with the, with the listener that what what you open this this interlude to is the telephone. I guess in whatever color style uh, is chosen for you based on your past choices and, and interactions, and also a slip of paper with a number to dial. Um, so you know, I die. I I got in and I realized, oh, there's probably a lot of hidden little secrets and Easter eggs here, some some little possibilities, but I don't know any of them, and I'm definitely not going to spoil myself by digging deep. So I'm just going to dial this number and listen to what happened. But boys, did you find any of these hidden little number stations? I I don't think I did. I mean, I found a number of or I. Uh, I tried calling a number of the different extensions that uh, kind of led me deeper and deeper down this crazy rabbit hole of a telephone game. Uh, but I don't think I ended up with any of these, what were they called? Radios or telephone stations? They're like or... in, encoded messages, essentially. And okay. I won't lie to you. I did not get them myself because what it actually requires you to do is to kind of sit there and not touch the receiver. And then you'll receive a phone call or receive oh. phone calls. Um, that so I did not go through that myself. Hold on. It happened to you? Yeah. Cause I, what happened? So I had, um, I, I had had it on in the background while I was working and then the phone started to ring and I frantically grabbed at my real phone. Uh, and then was very <laughs> confused why it didn't, uh, it wasn't actually ringing and why I didn't have a missed call. Uh, and, and, uh, I was too late to pick it up in the game. I guess something oh, really? that I had actually... touched had changed it or, or affected it. How long did you oh, leave the? Really how long did you leave it on without touching it? <sighs> it had probably been on for hours. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. So that long? Wow. Um, there's two messages. One of them essentially um, is a broadcast that has a message encoded in it about Cerberus. Like Hades' and then dog. There's... Yeah, like the three-headed dog. Yes. Did you want me to kind of read off the uh, the encoding of the the broadcast? Is... By night we suffer wandering. Night freeze 
the imprisoned spirits, and his cage abandoned Cerberus himself strays. At dawn, the law demands return to the pools of Lethe. We are born across, and the ferryman counts the load he's carried. Hmm. It's a direct quote from um, Elgie? Elgie? It's a book by uh, Propertius? Uh, the Elegy. The Elegy, I, I thank you. Thank huh. you. See, we have smart people on this call for a good reason. Uh, <laughs> interesting. SMRT, that's me. <laughs> uh, it was... uh, and then the, the second message is, a, is just a phone call uh, with fax noises that sound like Morse code. And it's a, it's a call between a caller and an operator um, that I didn't really gather much from. I think it's just like a world-building thing and also about canned carrots and horses. So I, I think it, on that note, it's worth leveling that this whole episode seems to be world-building, mythologizing, adding a greater uh, depth to the to the madness and mythology and lore that we've already experienced. Um, it doesn't seem like any of this, you know, reveals a lot. I imagine the things that happen in this interlude are going to be setting up the next act, Act 4, in the same way the enter- entertainment set up Act 3. Um, yep. So, you know, I'm not quite sure there's going to be too much to glean from our discussion today other than, uh, you know, setting the table for what we're about to experience in Act 4. The the one thing I'm really curious about is the role of the three recurring characters that we've seen throughout all of the preceding acts, uh, Ben, Emily, and Bob, who are more appropriately referred to as the basement people, because <laughs> as it... <laughs> Or at least I like to refer to them as the basement people, because as it turns out, uh, as soon as you hang up the phone after calling, um, you're given the option of exiting out of the interlude uh, through a dialogue between the three characters. And so I'm I'm so curious as to, I, I'm just curious as to, you know, what were they doing in the basement? Where did they go? And what is their role throughout this entire game? And why are they appearing and reappearing so many times? And in particular, why are they the ones playing with this phone? So, um, I think as as a standalone piece of content, um, this kind of sucks. But <laughs> like, it's not a thing that I would because like the entertainment, like I said, is easily the best thing I've played in this whole thing so far. Really, even and more than Act Three. Y- mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Act Three lost me in the middle. Okay. Um, but I think mm. that like the entertainment was a very strong world building thing. Uh, here and there along the echoes, which is a phone line that we teased in our Act Two recording, I believe, um, is just something that like I I got nothing from it. Yeah. But again, to each to each their own. If you want to dial a, a specific extension and tell the man how it is to hold a snake and what you should do with said <laughs> snake. Uh, AKA what happens when you look it in the eye and then it gives you options dial one if it's doing this dial two if it's doing this I mean it's a fun distraction but I literally played it yes. for 12 minutes so, so I guess it's worth saying that once you dial the, the number on the piece of paper uh, it leads to essentially an auto dialer where it's like any customer service triage where uh, it says <laughs> welcome to here and there along the echo or something along those lines Um and I realized that this was, its it sounds like exactly like a radio station I had tuned into in a previous act or episode as I was driving. Um, and it gives you a lot of little prompts. Press 1 to find out more about the sites along the Echo. Press 2 to find out about the flora and fauna. 
press three if you don't remember why you dialed this number. Um, <laughs> press four for something else entirely. So I played, uh, you know, I chose very early because that was the line that, that uh, made me laugh. Um, I played a character who was a bit of an amnesiac. And I, <laughs> I played every option that I could of not remembering why I dialed and why I was doing the things I was doing. So... Um, you you get a bunch of little cryptic messages as as you go through it. Um, one of my favorites is what Jacob just alluded to, which was, uh, dial this number if you're holding a snake right now and you don't know why, um, <laughs> or is holding a snake right now. And then the next triage of options are if you're holding it for religious reasons, if you're holding it for some other reason. <laughs> And the, Very good. the third being, if you're holding the snake and you don't even know why, um, and that's what I went down. And it was, it was a lot of little, you know, fun over the, the 10, you know, 10 minutes that I did it. Um, and I had a couple of smirks, but on the whole, I thought it was, you know, to Jacob's point, a little disappointing. It didn't quite, uh, you know, hit in the way that, that I was expecting after such a strong showing with the last interlude, the entertainment. Now, would could I perchance change your opinions on this interlude if I told you that at one point cardboard computer was actually selling real life telephones on eBay on. akin to the style of the telephones found in this game that were described as antique phones only dial one number you can't hear this and... on the audio right now but I'm taking out my wallet and just stuffing money into it <laughs> just get me one Adam just get me one now well the 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 thing is apparently looking at the fan wiki cuz if you so i was playing the pc version and so i had to download these interludes separate from steam um and so if you go onto the official kentucky route 0 website and you click on the link to download the interlude uh here and there along the echo there's an option to download the game then there's an option to purchase a strange antique phone and so i thought why not <laughs> and so i clicked it and it and it le- it leads me to this ebay page and so i i did some more digging on the fan wiki and apparently when this interlude first came out between uh i can't remember was it 2014 2015 or something uh cardboard computer actually auctioned off three of these different phones and uh so there's only three in the world, and uh, apparently the fan wiki has them tracked down to like the the exact owner and on what time and date they were purchased. So, and I while I can't get it for you right now, Michael, I promise you, it's if it's the last thing I do, I will get you that. Thank phone. you, Adam. So. Thank you, Michael. You can actually uh, direct message someone on YouTube who posted a video of him unboxing one of the three phones. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> and and so I I don't want to like unveil who this is like i don't want to be like hey but a man named andreas uh has a video called unboxing weird telephone number two and he basically says go play kentucky route zero because all the phone does is dial the number in the game and that's get it. out of here really is this like that's wait, all it does is the number in the game a real number that you can dial on your real phone that's what i called during our act two playthrough get i called that exact right number that's here. in this game Yes, bro. That's crazy. Okay, I'm starting yes, to warm up queen. on this a little bit more. Are you, though? Because playing it's not fun. <laughs> but no, like like we said, the whole point of this interlude is not like the joy in playing. It's it's kind of like any rich fandom. It's not about experiencing uh, the, the, you know, the, the medium itself or the, the art itself. It's all of the things that go around it. Um, this just adds so much more depth and layers to it, like... If I wish so much 
that that eBay auction was still up right now. The the other really interesting thing that I, I think we haven't mentioned yet is the fact that with the exception of Junebug's uh, performance in Act 3, this is one of the first and few times that we actually get voice acting in right. this entire game. And, and I, I will completely agree with you guys that this was not the most enjoyable portion of this game for me. But I think the one thing that did make it a little more enjoyable or at least bearable for me was that ju- just that voice coming from the phone of this i don't even know the gentleman's name but he's got sort of this soft southern accent that uh makes you feel very deeply in size a very kentuckian accent and oh my that's a very impressive snake you have there in your hand <laughs> now what you want to do is look into its eyes and uh... <laughs> there were some really great moments with the snake like, what is the snake doing right now? Is the snake coiled around your arm? Is the snake looking you dead in the eye? Is the snake hanging there limp? Um, what is the snake doing? Um, I I think the, the, I, had a, I had a good amount of fun following the little snake tree within that phone. Um, but, you know, the little things that you guys mentioned so far, like the fact that that's a real number that you can dial super interesting. The fact that there are hidden little extensions that you can dial to get you know, extra numbers. What I love about this, this little interlude, you know, with the caveat that on the whole, it's a little boring is that the possibility space is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and thinking about the possibilities, um, makes it exciting in its own way. So what was, what was your favorite? I don't even know what to call it, but I guess branch of this, uh, this phone conversation that you had. Cause there were, I remember like writing down a few of them where it's like, um, uh, dial this extension for strange water or dial this extension for, for flora and fauna or learn to speak bat. Yeah, uh, I was going to talk about speaking bat because at one point they give you phrases that you may want to speak to a bat and then they proceed yeah. to do some kind of echolocation-y Clicks. sound, yeah. like a clicking sound. So uh, like I said, there was some entertaining stuff to this but uh, and it, it serves to build the world, like you said, Mike. Um, I just think that it's a... Like, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, man, what what do I play? I think this is the first piece of content. Ah, maybe Interlude 1 as well, but Interlude 1 and Interlude 3 serve to build the world and nothing else. And I kind of think they're optional. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, so much of this game is optional. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but uh, I I think it's worthwhile playing, especially because it's so short and you don't have to spend more time in it than you actually want to. Um, you know, right. you, that's true. You dial a phone number, you follow the path until you're done with it. Um, and then Emily says, yeah, I think I think I'm good. And then, you know, you, you walk away um, for me. I, I loved, obviously, the, the portion with the snake. Um, but if you choose number one early on and it shows it tells you about the sights and sounds or the, the places along the zero um it tells you about this one spot, which were, which are the under underwater islands um, or something like that. And I just love the fact that it kind of builds a world or it continues to build a world that is impossible yet exists. You know, like it's so very clear that there's no actual way a world can exist inside a mine through some magical contraption that you, you know, go counterclockwise <laughs> around. Um <laughs> And that there could be these things as like upside down underwater islands. Um, but, you know, it, it, 
tells you about them and so you're like yes of course they exist um and i think <laughs> i think the world that they build is is super fun and interesting um and again contains so much possibility um that 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 in itself is exciting do you remember that the the fact that there was one island named Dog Poop Island, except they didn't use the word poop, but uh, <laughs> something that <laughs> I, I honestly Dog didn't. Spit Island. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't remember any of the names. I just remember attaching the like little concepts. I was also you know half present through a lot of this. Um, I think I got some PTSD <laughs> from the fact that you know dialing many customer service support lines and having gone through a similar <laughs> triage situation. Um, but I'm really interested to go back the next time we get an option to listen to the radio and see if I can find this channel uh, while we're while we're driving around. My my favorite moment during this uh, interlude was, and I can't remember exactly what the prompt was, but it was something about listening to organ music, and I I thought, okay, sure, why not? And so I, I dialed the extension, and it proceeds to to ask you. Have you ever heard this organ piece before? And it it plays, and I'm thinking, okay, it's just going to be like a 10 second excerpt. It went on for probably about a solid five really? minutes, and it was it was it was beautiful. Like I mean, it was uh, it was funny because I was trying to look it up in the meantime. Like, what is the name of this piece? Because I was like, okay, is, is it Palestrina or is it is it Gounod? Who who is this master organist <laughs> that we're listening to? And uh, but there's. There is nowhere online where I can figure out what this organ piece is called. And the, the funny part is that after you've listened to the entire piece, um, you hear this, this southern voice again. If that was the vo- or if, if this was the song that you've heard, press one. If not, return to the menu. And I, I just thought, I, I don't, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> it, it just leaves you so confused. But I mean, you know, pleasantly surprised with this beautiful organ music, but, uh, it just so many questions, so many. So questions. did you press one? If, if I I did, and it just honestly brought me back to the main oh. menu again. Like it didn't really lead to anything more fulfilling. And I mean, if if there is anyone out there, listeners who knows the the name of this organ piece, please let me know. So you you have a music scholar talking right now <laughs> who's very interested in in knowing what this piece. Otherwise, of music this is. will be Adam's research topic for the next next decade. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I got another 10 years ahead of me. Uh, Adam, have you heard of something called Shazam? <laughs> <laughs> On that are, note... Are you, are you mocking my graduate and postgraduate degrees? <laughs> uh, and that is our uh, latest episode of the show. <laughs> and I think, gentlemen, that, that will bring our discussion to a close on uh, interlude three of Kentucky Route Zero called Here and There Along the Echo, Ooh, a guide good. to the Echo River for drifters and pilgrims. I love it. Uh, not not quite the droll I was looking for, but uh, but thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> if you want to find all things about our show, you can find them at leftbehindgame.club or on Twitter at leftbehindclub. We've got an Instagram, too, where we post some stuff uh, at leftbehindgameclub on Instagram. If you, f- if you don't follow us there, you should follow us and, and send us a DM about what you think that organ track is all about. Uh, please adam uh thank you so much for coming back on the show your sixth appearance uh we've got four more episodes of this to get through uh if people want to find you and your work where can they do so 
the uh, the best place for people to reach me is at my website adamayaneta.ca it's my online professional portfolio for my work as a singer um, but just as passionate as I am about music I'm equally passionate about uh, uh, video games especially talking about great games with wonderful people such as yourself so thank you again for having me back on the show shucks of course, and you can find all the things that I do on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms, including YouTube, where I make some videos. Uh, you can check those out at youtube.com slash Jacob McCord. Michael, if people want to find you, where can they do so? MichaelRuffalo.com and RuffaloM on most social places online, in addition to the Discord server where I try and hop in whenever I have a spare moment. And uh, what are we talking about on the Discord server, and how can people get on there? Hot deals, uh, the craziness Woo! of Kentucky Route Zero, what games Woo! people are playing, uh, hot takes on the episodes. <laughs> There's a lot of people that come at me with knives, and I've got I've got to fight them off there. So if oh. you've got uh, a spicy take on one of my spicy takes, or any of the other hosts, feel free to come in there. We're ready for knife fights. And if you want to defend our sweet <laughs> souls from these attackers, also feel free to join... Um, and you can join that by going to leftbehindgame.club. There's a big shiny button in the middle of the website that will teleport you right inside the Discord server. And Michael, if people want to come without knives, uh, what do we say to them? And that, my friends, is one less episode left behind. And Michael, if people want to come without knives, uh, what do we say to them? Welcome. Nope, wrong one. <laughs> I don't know, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, I was trying to close the episode, oh. and then you were like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was that was like a very NVC kind of welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what do what we do we say to our friends, Michael? And that, my friends. No. Ha- <laughs> I did it bad. That's a very impressive snake you have. Though. I think I'm going to call my snake. We got a lot of bloopers. I feel like, Delia, I feel like we should do a bloopers oh, episode. De- at Delia, the end. that was her. Um, here, maybe I should put like a little, like a little tone, and then like some bloops at the end. We'll see what happens. Michael, what do we say to him? Is that the one you're going with for real? <laughs> Is that honestly? Okay, let me try. Is that again. the one you're going with? If you're holding a snake. What do we say to them? <laughs> uh, that, my friends, is one less snake left behind. No, you did the wrong! It's no! It wrong! You did it wrong! Do it right! Michael! End the episodes! What do we say to them? And that, my friends, is one less episode left behind. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye.